On today's podcast, Ben and I are going to take a look at the NBA playoffs so far and serve up our pick for tonight's Game 6 between the Memphis Grizzlies and the Minnesota Timberwolves. To the Dunkel Index Podcast, the sports world's oldest rating service now in our 92nd season. I'm D- Bob Dunkel, and I'm joined, as I am every week, by my son, Ben, uh, who unfortunately, uh, somewhat like PG-13, is in COVID protocol right now. So, Ben, I know you're there, uh, but we are going to let you off the hook this week as far as chiming in too much on... Uh, on what's been going on so far, but we have worked our way through most of the first round series at this point. In fact, uh, seven of eight are now complete as we're coming to you on a Friday. We finished three last night on the road and the road teams were able to close out all three. I I will say uh, the Dunkel Index Uh, was correct on all three of those games. So we will give the index a little shout out before we dive in. Uh, And in a way, all three last night answered some critics. Uh, Ben, I think we got to start with our Sixers in Philadelphia. Of course, uh, there was much uh, about the Sixers history in general and Doc Rivers history in particular last night when Philly went up three zip in the series against the Raptors and then proceeded to drop two straight, including uh, what was an ugly 103-88 loss at home in uh, game five. You know, suddenly the no team has ever come back from a 3-0 deficit, but this could be the first talk uh, was swirling around the Sixers. And and Ben, I'm sure even though you were in quarantine out in Portland, you could feel the angst coming from Philadelphia all the way out there. Uh, I don't know if it was alleviated much last night uh, when the Sixers were up only one at half and Pascal Siakam looked like he was unstoppable. Uh, But a 37-17 Third quarter uh, made even the angstiest Sixer fan, which I think would be me, uh, feel a little comfortable going into the fourth. And I tell you, as good as Embiid and Harden were, they really did step up last night. Uh, Once again, I think the difference maker was Tyrese Maxey. It's clear when he is on top of his game, uh, the Sixers are a tough team to beat. I don't know how long this 21-year-old can keep up with the pressure. Uh, and he's certainly going to face a lot of that in Miami. But for one night at least, uh, Sixer fans can rest easy. Philly advances. Uh, as an aside, uh, the Eagles acquired A.J. Brown last night and the Phillies uh, finished off a sweep against the Rockies. So it was that rare night in Philadelphia when everybody was happy. Um, I think people were also pretty happy last night in Phoenix. Uh, while there's pressure on on the 21-year-old uh, Tyrese Maxey, uh, there was also pressure on the 36-year-old Chris Paul last night. Uh, the Suns were having a surprisingly tricky 
first round series against the New Orleans Pelicans. Of course, Devin Booker was out, had been out uh, since late in game two with that hamstring issue. But still, uh, most people did not expect the Pels to put up much resistance uh, against Phoenix, Phoenix being the top-rated team in the Dunkel Index and, of course, the number one seed overall in the NBA playoffs. And that had a lot of critics swirling around Chris Paul once again, never seeming uh, to be able to get it done. Um, and all Paul did to answer those critics last night, 14 for 14 from the field, um, best shooting performance ever in the NBA postseason, and he did it on his old stomping grounds there in New Orleans. Uh, he and Willie Green, clearly uh, best of friends. It was an emotional hug at the end. And for Phoenix, I think a, a lot of relief. Uh, certainly, you don't want to be that uh, one seed that falls to the eight. Um, but I will say, I think New Orleans – serve notice that this is a team very much on the rise. Brandon Ingram uh, emerged as a star in the making, if not already there. C.J. McCollum looked like the perfect acquisition. Uh, if Philly had lost last night, I'm sure there would have been a lot of folks talking about how Sixers should have pulled the trigger on sending Simmons out to Portland uh, and getting C.J. McCollum in exchange uh, rather than James Harden. But I think New Orleans, very happy with McCollum. Philly, at least for last night, happy with Harden. And, of course, uh, we think uh, Zion Williamson will be coming back to New Orleans next year. Um, he uh, missed all of this year with that foot injury. Um, and I think, in a way, uh, was well served by playing in a small market like New Orleans because there was not a lot of questions about whether he was going to return or not, a la Ben Simmons uh, and New Orleans actually had a shot to knock off uh, Phoenix. You can only imagine if Williamson was in the lineup. So um, we will assume Zion will be back next year. The foot will be healed and he will join Ingram and McCollum and give New Orleans uh, a real shot at, uh, at making a difference in the Western conference. Uh while we're on the topic of Ben Simmons and Brooklyn, uh, of course, we can't uh, overlook the fact that the Celtics uh, ended up sweeping the Nets in their first round series. Ben, I didn't see this coming. I know you uh, you did. You, you, you saw the train wreck on the horizon. Uh, you know, Boston came in the higher rated team. So we were going to back the Celtics in this series. But after Brooklyn beat them in five last year, I certainly did not see a sweep. I thought this one was easily going seven. But Jason Tatum looked by far the better closer uh, compared to Kevin Durant, who just was out of sorts all series long. Uh, Jalen Brown stepped up big time, even though he was fasting during Ramadan as well. But Nobody seemed to talk about that too much. All the attention was on Kyrie and Brown. Uh, certainly outplayed Kyrie in this series. And then you throw in Marcus Smart, who is that rare NBA player who takes pride in his defense, uh, defensive player of the year this year, and it showed. And then there was the bench. Um, Al Horford played very well. Peyton Pritchard, Grant Williams. They got Robert Williams back. 
uh, late in that series. Uh, boy, they were all keys. And then, of course, there was the Ben Simmons saga. Uh, looked like he was going to play in game four. Then he didn't play in game four. So uh, Brooklyn, which you thought there was the possibility of flipping the switch, even though all signs pointed to problems. Ben, you, again, saw those signs and were running with them. Um, But they go home uh, for the uh, rest of the postseason. And I tell you what, wouldn't want to be Sean Marks this offseason, trying to figure this thing out. Um, lots of personalities there, lots of question marks. Uh, Brooklyn home for the rest of the playoffs. Boston, of course, advances to face the Milwaukee Bucks. Boy, what a great series that's going to be. Uh, Milwaukee uh, got a little wake-up call in game two. Um, I figured this one was probably going to be a sweep. Bulls really surprised in game two. DeMar DeRozan uh, had had a huge game, but Milwaukee, uh, like the champion that they are, bounced back very quickly, outscored uh, the Bulls the rest of the series, 346 to 276. Uh, Bulls, of course, did not have Zach Levine in their last game, uh, but still proceeded to try to win it uh, from the three-point line uh jacked up 52 three-pointers um with Levine probably their best outside threat out of the game not surprisingly uh they made less than 30 percent only 28.8 percent of their threes in that game that combined with the fact that Giannis is just Giannis right now he's certainly in postseason form 33 points on 11 of 15 shooting uh they closed out that one in five, uh, the Bulls, uh, at one point, best record in the East, uh, but they certainly faded down the stretch. So uh, this one, in the end, no surprise. Yeah, frankly, neither were the um, Miami-Atlanta series, uh, the Golden State-Denver series, or uh, Dallas-Utah, although there were uh, some aspects of those series that that were surprising. I, I'd say in the Miami Atlanta series, I mean Trey Young's disappearance uh, was probably the most noticeable. Um, he's lucky all the attention was was on Durant and Kyrie stumbling because frankly his decline was far more noticeable after averaging twenty eight point four points per game during the regular regular season, which was number four in the league. He averaged only fifteen point four during the Miami series. And in the closeout game, when the Hawks needed him most and the Heat were worth without Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry, um, Young only had 11 points on two of 12 shooting, including 0 for 5 from 3. Ice Trey was an igloo this postseason. Uh, the flip side of that was for Miami, the nice comeback story. Uh, for Victor Oladipo. Uh, at this point last year, uh, there were questions about whether Oladipo would even step back on the court again. But with Butler and Lowry out, uh, Oladipo uh, got to be kind of the centerpiece again of a team's offense. And he responded uh, with 23 points in the closeout game for Eric Spolstra. And again, that sets up a uh, really 
nice series against the Sixers next round. So uh, Miami's got to be feeling really good uh, getting Butler back. Uh, Lowry, I think a little bit more of a question mark, but if they've got a healthy Victor Oladipo in there, that may not be as much of a loss as it otherwise would be. Um, In the Nuggets, Golden State series, you know, Denver did a nice job avoiding the sweep in game four at home. But, you know, without Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr., um, there was only so much the Joker could do. He did average 31 points in 34 minutes. So hard to question his effort in that series. But the next closest contributor was Monte Morris, who averaged 14 points in 31 minutes. That's a pretty big drop-off, especially against a team like Golden State. Uh, You know, last year's uh, big acquisition at the trade deadline was Aaron Gordon, but he averaged only 13.8 points in that series. So uh, Gordon does not seem to be the difference maker that Denver was hoping they were getting from Orlando last year. Uh, Getting Murray and Porter back next year, I think, will help. But it's clear Jokic needs more pieces uh, to make Denver really a a threat in in the West next year, especially uh, with teams like New Orleans on the rise. So look for uh, for Denver and some movement in the offseason there, I would say. Uh, And the uh, Dallas-Utah series, you know, while while the Mavs were clearly the better team in the second half – you know, you just did not think with the Doncic injury early on that uh, that Utah would get totally rolled in this series. But while Luka missed the first three games, Dallas ended up winning two of them. And that's largely because Jalen Brunson played like Doncic. That guy averaged 16.3 points per game during the regular season. He put up 27.8 in the postseason against Utah, six games there. And, of course, Luka did return uh, for game four, and his three games back, he did look like his old self, averaging 29 points, 10.7 rebounds, and 5.7 assists in his three games back. They closed out last night in Utah uh, for Luka's first uh, advancement in the postseason, frankly, Dallas uh, gets out of the first round for the first time since they won the championship back in 2011. So hats off to Jason Kidd there. He's he's done a nice job uh, with that team so far. Uh, and they've got a big series coming up uh, against the Phoenix Suns. Uh, so for Doncic and Dallas, they move forward for the Jazz. Unfortunately, uh, in a history of disappointments in the postseason, uh, this one ranks right up there again. So uh, another another disappointing uh, year, at least uh, as far as postseason goes. Always a strong team in the regular season. In fact, they were number five coming in to the postseason in the Dunkel Index, but uh, but they end up going home early. So, Ben, that leaves us with one first-round series left, and that uh, could wrap up tonight as we've got the Memphis Grizzlies going up against the Minnesota Timberwolves in Game 6 at the Target Center. You know, this one has been as good as we thought it would be after the first game. Um, You know, Minnesota, frankly, rivaling – 
the New Orleans Pelicans for the most impressive underdog so far. Uh, T-Wolves look like they could be in position to close this one out at home tonight. And they were up double digits in, in um, the third quarter in game five in Memphis. But then the dunk happened from Ja Morant. I mean, we're going to be seeing that much like uh, Dr. J's uh, sweeping uh shot under the backboard against the Lakers back in the 80s. And, of course, Michael Jordan's uh, hand-changing drive around Sam Perkins uh, in his classic uh, shot early in those Bulls runs. And then, uh, obviously, the final against uh, Brian Russell against Utah. Those those kind of postseason shots. I think John Morant's dunk is going to be right in the mix of those. Uh, poor Malik Beasley. He's probably going to have to watch that about a million times between uh, now and, and uh, later in life. But uh, the Grizz uh, behind Morant's dunk, uh, he then proceeded to score 18 points in the fourth quarter, 13, uh, the last 13, I should say, of Memphis's points, uh, they end up pulling out a 111-109 win to put the Grizz in uh, position to close this out on the road tonight. Um, you know, the T-Wolves certainly have the firepower to hang in there. I'd say Anthony Edwards uh, right up there with Brandon Ingram right now as uh, the stars on the horizon. He's had a huge series. And Carl Anthony Towns has been – up and down, but he's been more up of late, and he comes in tonight averaging 22.5 points and 11 rebounds in this series. You throw D'Angelo Russell in there, uh, always the pesky Patrick Beverly. You know the Minnesota crowd is going to be hep for tonight, so this is not going to be an easy closeout for Memphis by any means, but frankly, Minnesota's let the Grizz off the hook too many times. And besides being unable to close out in game five, uh, they also have to look back at game three. They, they could have been up 2-1 uh, following that game, uh, and they were up 26 points at one point. Uh, so uh, before allowing Memphis to come back, real missed opportunity there. Just can't let a good team like Memphis off the mat that many times. We went with the road teams all three games last night, and I think we're going to play the Mel Gibson road warrior role again tonight. We're going to take the Grizz, who have a very impressive 13-6 and record against the spread in their last 19 games as a road favorite. And uh, six and two against the spread in their last eight road games in Minnesota. Uh, behind Ja Morant, who uh, may be the best player, uh, not just on the court tonight, but on the planet right now. Uh, to close this one out, Memphis gets the win and they cover the one and a half in Minnesota to set up a big series uh, with Golden State. So there you have a little recap of where we are in the NBA playoffs right now. Look ahead to tonight's game. I'd like to thank everybody uh, for checking us out here. And, of course, going to the website, you can get all our picks all postseason long at dunkleindex.com. 
Uh, we've also got a full slate of MLB every day. The NHL playoffs are right around the corner, and we're even doing some football again with the USFL. So make sure to go to dunkleindex.com to get all your picks for sports action. Um, ben, I hope uh, you're going to be feeling up for joining next week. Um, and uh, for everybody, uh, as always, Best of luck this weekend. Take care.